Thank you, Jimmy J. Thank you, Trade Martin. I hope you both had a fantastic Saturday. Old Gary Gatehouse, I didn't do a damn thing. Didn't do nothing Saturday. Absolutely nothing. Well, I watched a baseball game. Does that count? <laughs> it's too damn hot to move around down here. It's about 100 degrees yesterday and today. No relief in sight. Kind of cloudy today, though, so the sun's not going to be burning a hole in your head. Wow. South Texas, we're just getting into summer, man. I mean, you folks out there watched President Trump's uh, speech last night when he was doing the 4th of July thing with surrounded by veterans, surrounded by our military folks. Great speech, great people. Had the uh, Christians there, Christian contingent there, just a fantastic speech. Man, if you're not in love with our president, there's something wrong with you. Of course, the left, they hate everybody. I think they hate themselves. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I've been preaching, if you will, for some time on my show about the left and their ability to corrupt, their ability to brainwash, their ability to indoctrinate. And what better platform for them to use than the public school system, not just here in America, but in Europe and England as well. They use the public school system to indoctrinate the youth in unison with the United Nations. They indoctrinate the youth every day in the classroom. Now, there's a student union president in England who sparked a controversy by saying she would like to oppress white people. Everyone should read the Koran, she said, and that men and women must not be friends. But like I said, she, she proclaimed it publicly that she would like to oppress white people. This Muslim student union leader said this, and she also said there would be an Islamic takeover if more people read the Koran. She said this publicly. Zazam Abribem, who was elected president of Salford University Student Union in March, also suggested friendship between men and women is un-Islamic and is opposed to the government's anti-radicalization strategy. The Swedish-Somali student officer also described the government's prevent strategy as disastrous and racist. Well, hell, she's picked up on all the leftist right words to say. From the United States. They must be talking to each other. She must be reading the newspapers. Or reading the leftists and listening and watching leftist television. In one tweet, May 9, 2012, under the hashtag, If I was president, she wrote, I'd oppress white people just to give them a taste of what they put us through. Mrs. Ibram was also recently elected to the National Union of Students. Block of 15 committee. She has also completed a BSc degree in business and financial management. 
During her campaign for election with the NUS, Miss Abram, who is a Muslim, oh really? I didn't I didn't figure that out. Thanks for telling us. She's a Muslim. Well anyway, she claims since BredX referendum results, there has been a rise in hate crime by forty one percent. NUS needs to continue the great work of combating racist, xenophobia, misogynistic people, homophobic and ableist hate crimes. Damn, she sounds just like an American leftist. You sure she's not American? She went on to say, if elected, I would continue to work with NUS officers and ARAF campaigns to develop networks to support students and activities affected by hate crimes to fight against the disastrous racist prevent strategy and support international students and migrant communities. There you go. Hands across the sea. She's ex- Sending her Muslim hand across the pond, the Atlantic, to American, American students to fight against conservative racism. Us conservatives, we're racist. We hate Muslims. We don't want them around. And I guess she's extending the hand from England to wherever people of like reside. Now, the student union at the college where Manchester Arena bomber Salam Abdi attended is opposed to the government's prevent strategy. According to the spectator, or the specter, Mrs. Abrim has deleted a large number of messages from her social media accounts. According to the student union, the government's Counterterrorism and Security Act of 2015 places a statutory requirement on public bodies, including universities, to prevent people being drawn into terrorism. And she goes on to say the prevent agenda as part of the government's anti-extremism work has been used to create an expansive surveillance architecture to spy on public and police people who uh, dissent, black people and Muslims. The students claim the government's prevent strategy was demonizing Muslim students on campus. One college source told Mail Online, given that as student union president involved working with students of all walks of life is a bit inappropriate for someone like her to hold the role of representing students. No, she represents Muslims and all of those leftists who hate England, hate European countries, hate America. Now, Mail Online has approached the National Union of Students and Salford University Student Union to seek a comment from Mrs. Abram. They responded, NUSIS, or NUS, has a code of conduct for, for its elected officials, and we will take all complaints seriously. Mrs. Abram's comments followed the controversy surrounding NUS President Malia Baluta, who failed to get reelected early this year. You know, ladies and gentlemen, college and student unions here in America or across the pond in Britain or Europe, they're all the same. They are all hotbeds of Marxism, communism, hatred for white people. That's the bottom line. Muslims in Europe, England, Muslims are saying in public what they want, what they say, and what they intend to do. Yet the politically correct English crowd, well, hell, I guess they agree with all this. Patriots, this is all here now. This is what is going on in our colleges and universities in America, Europe, yet we continue to send our children to be exposed to the leftist, fascist, racist agenda 
being taught as curriculum in our schools. So I say, what can we do? What can we do here in America? What can we do in Europe? For one, we can request no, and no, no, not request, demand that our government stop funding college and university student unions. Have you looked at some of these student unions? Hell, they look like grand, uh, uh, grand uh, openings to some Hyatt Regency hotel. Plush. Plush. But you know, this is all part of college budgets. For the most part, paid for by taxpayers and the parents who send their children to these indoctrination clinics. This is a free world movement ran by globalists, Marxists, progressives to change the hearts and minds of our children. That's the bottom line. In my own opinion, own humble opinion, I would not trust a Muslim, not one of them. We all know their so-called Bible, the Koran, instructs Muslims to lie if it furthers the Islamic cause. Europeans, Americans, a large part of both populations are hamstrung by political correctness. Sheeple, if you will, that will never lift their head, just march along to who or whatever is instructing them to do so, to say nothing to say nothing good about their countries. You know, ladies and gentlemen, it's a mess. Our countries, both Europe and America, are in such a mess. One has to wonder if we will ever wake up before it's too late. The populations that still believe in our countries. I fear the answer to that question is, no, we won't. That time has already passed. The generation that will soon govern our countries, the millennial generation, is already lost. They have no love of country, no patriotism, no knowledge of their country's history. They have been indoctrinated, brainwashed, if you will, and what they believe in or do not believe in is all foreign to we who love our countries. You know, patriots, we have let the left, we have left them to their dirty deeds to create brain-dead sheeple that will do whatever they are told. Now I have muttered under my breath many times, is it all worth it? Is it worth keeping up the fight? So many leftists, so many indoctrinated brain dead people, how in the hell are we the people going to convince these leftists that what they believe in is not right? I guess one like myself and millions of people just like me have to keep doing what we are doing, getting the truth out the best way we can. And pray to God, our God, that the Almighty will help us in our quest to protect our life, our Christian beliefs, and our countries. Patriot, I ask you, patriots, I ask all of you, whether you live in England, Europe, USA, to pray. That's right, pray for your respective countries. Pray for our leaders who are trying to do the right thing. Patriots, whether you want to admit it or not, we are engaged in a political war not just here in America, but in Europe as well. We are engaged in a political war, good versus evil, like I said, lies against the truth. We are engaged in a political war where one side wants to destroy everything we believe in, including our religion of Christianity. They don't want any part of America. They don't want any part of England. They don't want any part of Europe that does not go along with what they believe. And what they believe is detrimental to all of us. It will destroy us. It will destroy our countries once and for all. 
Like I said, we are engaged in a political war of good versus evil, truth versus lies, and we must not succumb to the leftist agenda. We must engage them and destroy their false beliefs. It is up to us. It is on us. Do it or lose our countries. That is the bottom line. That's my Sunday monologue, and I stand by it. And we'll be right back at the top of the news of Mr. Trade Martin and a visit to America's Past History, the American Minute. And after that, stand by for my Sunday rant. Be right back. Celebrate the birth of America! Hey everybody, it's July 4th weekend. Happy birthday to the United States of America. 241 years old, this coming Tuesday, July 4th. Here we go! Celebrate the birth of America! Here's your ultra-conservative talk show host, Trade Martin. Hello, everyone. This is Trade Martin. On top of the news is the name of the show. Happy with us. This is July 4th weekend, as we said before. It's a celebration of 241 years of the United States of America. We're brought to you by PoliticalTruthSerum.com, the Getting After Lefty Show with Gary Gatehouse on Podomatic.com, and Scott Allberg's 3% Dental, exclusively for dentists. Let's get to the breaking news. Come on! Well, my friends, Donald Trump, the president of the United States, you know, the president that the Democrats are always trying to impeach, has agreed with his critics that tweeting is not presidential. Donald Trump says, it's modern-day presidential. Take it to the bank, people. He's absolutely correct. I will be the greatest president that God ever created. And we believe that more and more every day. Last night, he made a great speech to the veterans and his large Baptist church congregation. It was sincere and sensational. Try to listen to it. I'm sure it's on YouTube. In other news, the French president says he's too smart to talk to ordinary people. I guess he doesn't want to talk to Donald Trump. I don't blame him. Donald Trump is a jerk. He's stupid. Democrats loathe him. They can't stand Donald Trump. They think he's from hell. But he's showing them. He's laughing at them every day. And believe me, the president of France, who's got a super ego problem like Barack Hussein Obama, besides the fact that you could buy and sell him a hundred times over, couldn't shine your shoes. Keep tweeting, Donald. You are a modern-day great president. One more important story before we wrap up this quick Sunday show. The Democrats have announced that they will block Trump's voter fraud investigation. Now, of course, we know why. They're so guilty of fraudulent voting that they don't want to be exposed. So I can't blame them for wanting to block it. If I were them, I'd want to block it too. They keep insinuating that we're restricting voting, meaning that we're trying to suppress the vote, which is absolutely not true. Conservatives just want everyone to have an ID to prove who they are before they vote. Okay, we're out of here for today. Well, that wraps it up for Sunday, July 2nd. Thanks for being with us on On Top of the News. This is Trey Martin. We'll see you tomorrow. We do this seven days a week. And besides the internet, we're on iHeartRadio. Have a wonderful Sunday. And before I go, I must tell you that there are two days till July 4th, 63 days till Labor Day, and 174 days till Christmas. Celebrate the birth of America! You are listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. Oh, thank you, darling. And we'll be back after the American Minute. Stand by for Gary's rant. We'll be right back.
History was made on today's date. Stay tuned for an American Minute with Bill Federer. One bullet grazed his elbow, but a second lodged in the back of President James Garfield, who was shot this day, July 2nd, 1881, as he waited in the Washington train station. He had been in office four months. Though not wounded seriously, unsterile medical practices caused him to die within two months. A distinguished Civil War major, James Garfield was also a college president and a preacher for the Disciples of Christ. He said, If the next century does not find us a great nation, it will be because those who represent the morality of the nation do not aid in controlling the political forces. This has been an American Minute with Bill Federer. For a free transcript, call American Minute at 1-888-USA-WORD. Hey, this is Gary Gatehouse, and I'd like to pass on some information about a new product out there that cuts back and combats stress and fatigue. You can't beat it. Tactical Vitality. Check it out at tacticalvitality.com. Helps promote emotional well-being, natural stress relief. Tacticalvitality.com. Check it out today. Uh, man, you know... You know, back in the 60s, man, we didn't have no cats like Gary Gatehouse, man. But this dude gets after Lefty, and I like that. Now, oh, welcome back. And yeah, I'm your host, Gary Gatehouse. People, how many times were we told by the GOP, promised that they would over overthrow or uh repeal Obamacare. How many times? Promises began almost immediately after Obamacare was signed way back in 2010. Republicans included a plan to repeal and replace the government takeover of health care. In September 2010 pledge to America and after the Tea Party wave gave them the House by historical margins the Republican leadership continued to say lawmakers were working very hard on an alternative to Obamacare. Now another national election came and went without any major legislation. But by 2013, conservative health policy experts began ringing the alarms that the longer lawmakers waited to outline their alternative, their alternative the harder it would be to implement. You know what Republicans can and should do is offer the public something better. Conservative health wonks Ramesh Panyur and Yavil Levin wrote way back in 2013 in the Wall Street Journal op-ed. Some Republicans think that political success requires nothing more than watching Obamacare fail. But if the new system quickly implodes, that would be all the more reason to have an alternative on hand other than another leftward moving towards single payer. And it might not implode so quickly. Well, we know it started imploding oh, around 2015. And it snowballed to the effect now in 2017 is just about finished, Obamacare. But you know, ladies and gentlemen of America, the Republican leadership has promised us over and over and over again that they would have a repeal bill. In 2013, 
The Republican House bill that would have cut billions of dollars from Obamacare program in order to boost funding for its temporary high-risk pool plan was withdrawn because some Republicans objected to government spending on an idea, idea that even conservative health wonks approved. Subsidizing health care is not what Republicans should be all about. Representative Raul Labrador, Republican from Idaho, a member of the hard-right House Freedom Caucus, said at the time, A 2015 Supreme Court case that threatened to dismantle a key part of the law made the stakes for Republicans much higher. The lawsuit challenged the legality of subsidies available on some of the exchanges and had it been successful, would have destabilized the individual exchanges to a point of chaos, so some say. You know, ladies and gentlemen of America, how many times do you think the House that was in control by Republicans, how many times do you think they voted against Obamacare and voted to repeal it? 54 times in four years. Now, I can go through the whole list. The votes during the 112th Congress from 2011 to 2012 and they had such things as January 19, 2011, the Health Care and Education Reconciliation Act, which would have repealed all of the Affordable Air Act. It passed 245 to 189, with three Democrats voting for it, but was never considered by the Senate. Now, I can go through the whole litany of times it was voted on under the various titles and various amendments. But you know, ladies and gentlemen, 54 times the House voted to make changes to Obamacare. 54 times they voted to repeal it. 54 times from 2011 to 2014. But you know, ladies and gentlemen, here we are in 2017, and we have learned that the Republican Congress, 2011, when they first started raising their hand and said, we're going to repeal it, all those times they appealed to we the people as conservatives who are the bedrock of the Republican Party. Just give us the House, give us the Senate, and we will take care of business. We will re repeal Obama. We already have it ready to go. So here we are today. July 2nd, 2017. Obamacare has not been repealed. There has not been on the table a bona fide, legitimate plan to replace Obamacare. From 2011 to present day, the Republican Party, the Republican leadership, Boehner and Ryan in the House, McConnell in the Senate, have lied to us. The rank-and-file Republicans, most of them, have went back to their constituencies, wherever they may be, and lied to them. They lied to them point blank. And now they are sitting, standing, whatever the case may be, holding pieces of paper that aren't worth the ink or the paper they're written on. They have no plan. They've never had a plan. It's all been posturing. It's all been posturing for votes. 
It's all been promises they knew they would not keep. It's all been, as we say down here in South Texas, down in the South and in the Midwest, B.S. The rank-and-file Republicans, most of them, not all of them, the leadership of the Republican Party have used us, they've abused us, they've lied to us, and yet they stand up there in front of God and everybody thinking that we are so damn dumb that we will forget all of this that has transpired from 2011 till now. They think that we will be swayed with whatever words come out of their mouths, whatever promises they make, whatever time frame they dictate. And one more thing. If you owned a company that had to have certain regulations and rules passed by a certain date, certain time frame, and you had vacation coming up, where you had plans, I guess, to go out and pat each other on the butt and go uh, drink some drinks and run around in your convertibles, whatever the case may be, as a business owner, which way would you go on that? Go on vacation? Or get the new rules regulations written, installed, up and running? Which would you do? Now ask Congress... What will you do, Congress? You have tax reform staring you in the face. You have a budget reconciliation staring you in the face. You have Obamacare that is falling down around it. It's sinking faster than the Titanic. You have promised for almost 10 years that you're going to repeal and replace Obamacare. What are you going to do, Congress? What are you going to do, Republicans? Are you going to take recess? Are you going to say the hell with all this? The American people will forget a couple of days after we go on recess. They won't remember. Is that what you're going to do? I hope you do. But I'm telling you right now, you losers in the Republican Party, you do that. And when you come back, whatever you say to us, whatever you do or attempt to do or say you're going to do, it's going to fall on deaf ears. If this isn't done, if this isn't all done in a timely manner, you can wave your ass goodbye. You can kiss your ass goodbye come November of 2018. Because as I see it, and it's my opinion, not the stations, not my sponsors, not anybody else's mine, the Republican leadership and the rank and file, most, not all, why hell, you're nothing but Democrats anyway. Somebody's got their hands around your neck. And it's not even within the swamp. You're tied to globalism, you're tied to big international markets and governments. And you do not represent we the people. As a matter of fact, you could care less about us. Like I've said many, many times on my radio show, we the people of the United States of America, 
we the hard-working middle class who work every damn day to make the almighty dollar pay our bills mind our budget you have thrown us under the bus we are on our own you've been listening to the Gary Gatehouse radio show rant Sunday edition of getting after lefty monologues and rants I'm your numero uno or your Ichiban ranter monologuer Preacher of conservatism, Gary Gatehouse, and I made a promise a long time ago to my listeners that I would be getting after Lefty each and every day. And I uphold that promise every time I turn on the microphone. Until tomorrow, this is your host, Gary Gatehouse, wishing you all a fantastic Sunday. Fourth of July is coming up. Hope you all have all your plans set aside, ready to go. I've got mine. And we're going to be having a good time down here in South Texas. Until tomorrow, this is Gary Gatehouse. Good day.